0: Hi
1: and welcome to Grown Up, I'm Laura Blair and
0: I'm Abby Blaise and as usual we're here trying to navigate 21st century adulthood with our extraordinarily ordinary guests This
1: week we're going to be discussing how to deal with dickheads in the workplace the importance of self-awareness and mastering the fine art of letting people speak
0: <laughs> Today's guest is a man called Steve Salis Steve is a failed footballer turned vice-principal turned mindset coach for elite athletes and business people Steve has worked for Millwall Football Club is a consultant for the England 15s national team and he's the author of educating football
1: but we're not here to talk about the offside rule or 11 v 11 which abby's just told me not to ask any questions about um, <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to bring a football expert onto our podcast abby so when i
0: met steve he was just one of those people that when you have a conversation with him you leave feeling uplifted it's almost like he was born to motivate people and i thought why not bring him on and help motivate our listeners
1: he also looks quite attractive. I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what
0: you did say though. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> looks
1: He'll, like a Dylv. He also looks, oh, he looks like a dilf. And I <laughs> look forward to meeting him in the flesh. Well, hey. And his book is not about football, right?
0: It's a little bit about football, but it's more about like how to be a better leader. So it could be that you're a mum trying to raise a team of people, you know, like a family and how to motivate your children, how to deal with your children, how to instill like kindness into your children in order to help them become successful in okay. life.
1: Shall we bring Steve in? Yeah. Hi Steve, welcome to the podcast.
2: Ladies, hello, thank you for having me. No problem.
1: So if you'd want to introduce yourself and tell us what basically that you do.
2: Um, well, i normally just say I'm a bloke called Steve trying to help people, but formally my name <laughs> is Steve Salis. Yeah. Uh, I am the author of Educating Football and the um, founder of a business called SolutionsMindset.com. Which simply focuses on elite athletes in terms of mental well-being and sports psychology, um, businesses looking at marginal gains around how they can improve performance, and schools looking at mindset projects for kids as well as mental health for staff.
1: So you, in a nutshell, help people get ahead in the workplace, right?
2: Yeah, it's just in through loads of sort of basic theory as well as sort of applied methodology basically making their life uh, happier outside of work and inside of work in terms of marginal gains, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Yeah. That strategy how we do that.
0: So your book's called Educating Football. Yes. But before all our listeners panic, we're not here to talk <laughs> about actual football. So, I have a
1: question that yeah, I've always on. wondered what's the fascination <laughs> with someone kicking a, like a leather ball around. It's
2: the world's greatest game.
1: It's just a ball.
2: I know, but it's the world's greatest game. The stats don't lie, ladies, do they?
0: The stats, maybe they don't lie, no.
2: Right.
0: So anyway, I've picked out a couple of interesting topics yes. that I would like you to elaborate on. Okay. So let's start with self-awareness and intelligence. So could you explain to us what self-awareness is? I know it sounds like something that you probably know the answer to, but just in case anyone listening doesn't know what self-awareness is.
2: Um, well, self-awareness isn't really a thing or a label. It is just... I suppose that it's important that your listeners know I was from an education background. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I was from a football background. I was a failed footballer, as I call myself, on Twitter, and then left to go to university to study to be a teacher. And I worked with so many street kids, less yeah. than uh, in inner London, that if you were a crap teacher, you were told pretty quickly that you weren't very good.
1: Yeah. And By so, the children? Yeah.
2: I that love was, that. A, <laughs> I worked in four failing schools. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we can say that. Yes. You, can right. you can swear as it's much as you It's important that your listeners know that the reason that I am self-awareness mad is because the kids would just say, so this is really shit. Yeah. Um, and then you reflect on the way home and say, well, I've got to do better. And I it's did that It's interesting because you,
1: YouTube kind of works in the same way because when I do something out of order, I did not think I ever have, but like your audience tell you straight yeah, away. yeah, yeah.
2: And same with the
0: podcast. You get feedback.
2: Yeah, but the foot it's important that your listeners know that the football book is got football in the title, as I've just said to you, it's just yeah. sell copies. Yeah. The book is about people development.
0: Yeah, I noticed and, that quite quickly and thought, Oh, good. this is actually very relevant to life.
2: Parents, yeah coaches, leadership, yeah. that type of methodology.
0: Or anyone in a team situation, like in the office. Like you you know, you work in a team in the office and you talk about all that sort of like team building and how yes. to be a good listener and all of that like it's relevant to everyone pretty much
2: effective performance
0: yeah
1: we did this kind of workshop at uni on like probably what you're going into now and we had like a role play thing and you're like in a situation if you were the boss and you had um, a really bad like, colleague, what would you do? I was like, sack him. <laughs> Get rid. <laughs> they, that's like, what I try and avoid, uh, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're
2: trying to avoid.
0: Just sack people.
2: That's just... I talk about leadership all the time. Yeah. Um, autocracy and democracy, but simple language, I and me, or us and we. And yeah. Most bosses... Around the workplace, all around the world, probably talking to say, my team and I want to do this. Yes. Wouldn't it be great if they said us and we? Yes. Yes. Completely doesn't happen very often, though, does it? I
1: even say, I know people feel like, I feel like I'm talking about me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so on my YouTube channel, when I reach like, a milestone, I always say, like, we've done it, because I actually oh, okay. don't, even Good. though I'm, like, a YouTuber and it's my channel, Lisa. I don't feel yeah. like I've got there on my yeah, own. Yeah,
0: without those people watching, you're no one.
1: No. so, so I, You I are always, in a team. I always say We. I'm not, I'm not too self-involved.
2: <laughs> it's nice that you think like that, but many people don't.
1: What does self-awareness
0: have to do with success? I'm just like, what the fuck? This noise.
2: Uh, there's drilling going on, isn't it? <laughs> drilling on, in the fair, uh, podcast studio. But who has a podcast Mate, studio
1: next to a <laughs> building site? To be
2: fair, maybe they need to be more self-aware with the drill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, self-awareness. Right, um, unconsciously incompetent people. Let's just start with that. Yeah, the listeners are probably thinking, "What the heck does that mean?" But they're unconscious, so they don't know that they're not very good at things. Right. So that be when I deliver in businesses, that would be one of the tasks that I give them. Like define an unconsciously incompetent person. Mm. And people normally think, "Now, what the heck does that mean?" But basically, it means people. Well, I've said this in the book. They are clueless about being clueless. So they just chuck metaphoric bombs at work, and they haven't got a clue that they're doing it. So
1: basically, know where your strengths are and also your weaknesses. Is that in the sense?
2: Well, yeah, that would be consciously incompetent, so that you're conscious, so you're aware that you know that you're not very good at things. Yeah. And then there's conscious competence, where you're aware that you're good at things. Yeah. And then there's unconscious competence, stuff that you do really well, but you can't always explain why you do it. Right. So you know you go, oh, yeah, i just do it like that. That's how you do it. I can't explain it. Those people say that, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Just do it like that, and go, oh, I can't tell you how to do it. you just got to do it. That's that's conscious
0: that's not very helpful, though, is it? If you're trying to learn from
2: someone. No, well, actually, that's a really good point because in teaching and learning and, and stuff we we've studied at uni, that that would be called tacit. T A C I T. It's quite a posh word, but um, T-A-C-I-T. That, T-A-C-I-T. yes, that, that's the stuff that, that you again. do that you can't explain. Right. Qu- quite quite intellectual this conversation. Maybe, yeah, it? <laughs> it's a bit like much. It's a bit over my head a bit. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's fine because your listeners then can take it and absorb it and steal it. So, Steal it, yeah.
1: what is the key thing in a workplace you think people should do?
2: Mm, selflessness. I'll say that quite confidently.
1: I have a th- like. I had a, a job in an office for four months of my life. It didn't last very long. Right. Um, what was that then? It was in PR, okay. but I had a nine to five. And I, when I first started the job, I would get in the crack door and work through my lunch break, and then work until like two hours after I was meant to go home pure selflessness I guess and it was never rewarded like and then when I started not doing that I was treated in exactly the same way so I was like fuck it I'm not gonna Mm. I'm gonna be selfish and go home when I should so I don't know
2: work culture work cultures so that's another thing I do in businesses is, is is engaging in alignment between bosses and the soldiers on the on the work floor so it's culture work culture we know that sometimes there's places of work that are brilliant to work and there's places that are, are a horrible climate so it's aligning, isn't it and it goes back to leadership ladies great leaders drive culture
1: it is very true and actually the place that i worked was all about investment banking so they invested in new businesses and they always invested in the person rather than the business yeah so like if you ever start out your own business it's you that people invest in rather than the actual idea i think because yeah. as you just said It's the person at the top that drives the
2: business. Richard Branson said something along the lines of, um, in terms of workplace culture, treat them well enough so they want to stay and train them well enough so they're good enough to leave.
0: Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I've heard that before. It's
2: a cool quote. Um, Again, and and that again goes back to how you treat people in in terms of group dynamics in the workplace
0: yeah but if say if you're in the office and you're changing the real a little bit you're in the office and you've got your work colleagues and a lot of the time the people that you're working in a team with are kind of your competition because you want to say if you're going for a promotion and all that how do you not destroy like a dynamic within a team but still get kind of ahead of your teammates does that quite, make
2: sense? I do. I think it's quite a sensitive process. I don't, I don't have all the answers to all of these questions. Mm. I think it goes back to leadership, goes back to training, goes back to mental well-being in terms of how people think. Mm. So before we have any behaviour, so the behaviour is the second bit, you've got to think before you behave. So thinking strategies for anybody in the workplace are key. So let me give you an applied example in terms of group dynamics. It's, um, you know like A lot of the training that I do, I, I will say stand up if you know I know it all. Yeah. You know, we, all know, we all know. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sit down, ladies. Sit down. Yeah. Um, it's just loads of But it's incorporating a, a, maybe a glossary of I language. knew
0: nothing. Well, why are some people like
2: that? Why are those people is like... they're not self-aware.
0: Is it's that normal. literally all it yeah. is?
2: Right. This is why self-awareness is the number one thing for people development. Because you can't develop anyone unless they're self-aware to want to be developed. Yeah. To want to change. Yeah. So growth mindset stuff. Have you heard of growth mindset?
0: No. Yeah, because your website, I yeah.
2: think. Yeah, no, Well, Growth Mindset is like all loads of studies from a woman called Carol Dweck that your listeners would probably like, particularly for parents who are listeners, and it's about your belief to be successful and having uh, the opposite of growth mindset is a fixed mindset. So yeah. Fixed mindsets are simply know it all's in the workplace.
1: It's nothing worse than trying to help someone. And they're like, I already oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, you don't. Or just being
0: patronized. Cause I think that happens a lot as well as you'll have someone who maybe is in a more senior position and you're thinking you're a moron. Yeah. I know more than you, or maybe I'm the, uh, worth person even thinking that, but, they don't seem to know what they're talking about, but they yeah. sort of talk to you like they do, and they talk to you like they know more, and you're like, I think you're an idiot.
1: I don't... I think people probably... <laughs>
0: Actually. <laughs> and you're just nodding and, like, thinking, oh, help All me, right. this is the man above me. Great.
1: But one of the things I learned for those four months in that office is that there are a lot of people blagging it, particularly men in suits are the worst. Proper.
0: <laughs> men specifically in okay. suits. I literally would just Man-hated. Keep...
1: <laughs> Abby is not a man-hater, and I'm trying not to be, so a very man-lovers here. Yeah, Yeah, there was a lot of men that would stand up and do these big presentations, mainly about the new digital era. It was like men above the 40s and 50s that probably don't know as well as our generation that would get up and then absolutely talk shit, and I'd be like, what? And everyone would be listening and... Thinking it's amazing, and I'm like, well, are you listening to the same thing? Do you think but it's because
0: they're fooled by the suit?
1: The suit and the other suit. <laughs> and they, act, they act, I'd get distracted.
2: What well, like my strong suit?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Steve's not wearing a suit,
1: guys. But they right. act like they know what they're talking about. And they're
2: like. Right, but that's. Here we go, you're like this. Confidence or competence? What's more important in life?
0: Competence. Competence. Oh, but confidence oh gets I don't you know. Further. Yeah, this
2: is what I do for a living. So I've got all these little Ooh. analogies. So come on, you, right, Laura, you first.
1: Confidence.
2: Confidence is more important than competence.
1: I think. Com- I don't think it's more important. I think confidence gets you further. Let's
2: play the game. You've got to choose one.
1: Confidence.
2: You. Competence. Oh, controversial. Yeah. Right now, you have to justify your answer.
0: Because you can destroy things way more if you're confident and a total moron. Whereas what? if you're competent but like suppressed or whatever, like. Introverted or like you're yeah. not confident, you're not actually going to ruin people's lives, are you? You're just not going to necessarily progress your own. Like
1: it. I think confidence in the belief yeah. in yourself can get you a lot further than talent. Like it. But if you combine the two, it's when you've of got a win, you, you want to
2: combine the two, yeah. You've yeah. Got the money shot there. So going back, he's to... right. Oh, no. So what's the <laughs> actual <laughs> answer? <laughs> and this is again about isn't it interesting? I you his face is going up. What's the answer, right? This is, <laughs> this is about importance about people influence. All I can do, and all we can do as influencers, is give people the toolbox to go and decide that they're going to use a certain tool for a certain job. Now, let me give you an analogy. If you've got a screwdriver and your job requires a hammer, and you've only got a screwdriver, you're in trouble. So it might be a relationship with your friend or your family or your partner or someone at work, but you haven't got the mental toolbox or the vocab to go and be diverse enough to make sure that you get the outcome that you want. And a lot of people in the workplace, or at home, or friends, or in the football industry, haven't got the toolbox, so they can only use a screwdriver for every single job on on the site. Quite mm. complex, but simple.
1: So let's reverse the question. Confidence. What do you think? Confidence or competence?
2: Oh, competence all day long. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I'm not going to lie, I don't really know what
1: competence means. I thought it was when you can't get to the toilet. That's constipation. No, incontinence. Incontin- incontinence is uh, when you wet yourself. No. All
2: right, just for the listeners, yeah, competence is just how good you are at something. Okay. I, uh, yeah. So, yeah, again. Just for
0: the listeners, listeners know and stuff.
2: Flora. Laura, you've got to know stuff. Can't just be a cheeky chap walking down the street, but I actually have nothing to say.
0: Aren't you a bit like that? <laughs> It's like, it's really can't. confident. <laughs> Laura spent years yeah. incapable of singing, got to X-Factor's boot camp, incapable of actually singing. But, but majorly saying, oh, confident. That, Very confident. No, <laughs> Tell but everyone this, about this eye thing. The eye specialist. The eye specialist. Oh, I
2: know. Like you, everybody knows eye specialists, ladies. What are they, you're going to ask, aren't you? Yes. Well, eye specialists are people that say, I did this and I did that. Yes. So they're not opticians. They're just, it's a metaphor again, for people yeah. that talk about themselves a lot yeah interesting isn't it I
1: guess that's not just in, in a workplace as well that's in life and dating especially there's nothing worse than just talking to a guy that just talks about himself why do you think people are like that
2: <laughs> I'm laughing why, what, why like, do you think people are like why, what, why are they eye specialists because this the this topic of this podcast this is self-awareness
1: so people should be more aware that maybe if they talk about themselves a lot talk about other ask questions
0: and listen we're going to talk about listening yeah, aren't we, we? Are, yeah I think I can be a bit of a bad listener.
1: I really enjoy listening to. Other I think people. you're a bad listener. <laughs> do <you>?
2: Yeah. So <laughs> no, nah, talking about well, there's two topics there. Talking about Wait, yourself. Sorry, that's Steve, okay. Why do you think
0: I'm a bad listener? Because you like to interrupt.
2: <laughs> I've got that in the book. <laughs> Did you see that? I've got a chapter on that in the book. <laughs> she, just... she doesn't know that I've got that in the book, does she? No. no. Oh, I I don't know what chapter it was. I just interrupt. <laughs> It's all coming I think it's chapter 19. Chapter chapter 19. 19. This is uh, sort of Laura not Abby, clearly. Chapter 19 is titled Stop Interrupting, Let Them Finish.
1: Yeah. I get too excited, though. That's the thing. And also, if I have a brain thought, if I save it, I forget it.
0: A brain thought, that's a a a new term, isn't it? As opposed to what? A body thought.
1: But then I'll be like, continue. But that's because I'll forget.
0: Yeah. Well, sometimes it tangents and you lose the, the juice of yeah, the do. convo,
2: don't you? But remember, when there is synergy, the self awareness thing doesn't really matter because people are more connected. Yeah we as well. So there's does there's not that judgment. You gotta be more sensitive with your soft skills when you're meeting new people. Right and in the workplace, I guess. You know what I mean? So yes.
0: when we interview you, for example. Because <laughs> you're not in on the synergy yet. We have well, to not no, interrupt. I think I'm all right, actually. Oh you're alright, yeah. it's
2: involved. I've got a term quickly. You were talking about your bosses. Yeah, so I've been I've been thinking about this. Have you heard of a term called manager-manager? No. Oh, this is gold dust. Oh, It's a leadership managing upwards. Mm. So obviously normally you manage down, manage people down, but there's a saying in leadership, manager-manager. So you, instead of them managing you, you manage them. Because you said earlier, didn't you, that some bosses are rubbish, but they don't know they're rubbish. Yeah. So you've got to find strategies to manage them.
1: Oh, yeah. I go back to what I said yeah. the other week, make them think that it's their idea. Very nice. Let the
0: monkeys think they've won.
1: Yeah. (laughs) How do you make them think of giving you a pay rise? Um, (laughs) Right, some people... Yes. ...have to be interrupted.
0: (laughs) Because otherwise you don't get to speak. Like you.
1: (laughs) That's why I interrupt. I find, I don't know if it's just the industry that I'm in, maybe it is because it's the type of genre, but there's a lot of competitiveness... And I always take the mindset that I always help people if I can because I feel like there's room in this world for everyone to be amazing. And say if you're in an office environment and someone gets a promotion, doesn't mean that you're never going to get a promotion. You could get another job that pays even more next week. So I never not help someone to get myself ahead. I always feel like if you lift the people up around you... It will be better for you in the long run. Maybe that's a bit selfish. But if your friends are in high places, it's going to help you more than not helping them. So I I don't know. Like, Is that wrong to help your colleagues to get ahead?
2: Uh, It's a really good point. The doors that have opened for me in the last 12 months have been unbelievable. Hmm. So being on national radio, writing the book, working for the national football team, all of these avenues, yes, I've worked for but there is no doubt about it that all of the deeds that I've done... I mean, I've got 30,000 ex-pupils in London and I've got five or six jobs out of them in the last 12 months alone Mm. of kids that I worked with when I was 12 years old as if I thought when I'm 41 that they're going to be helping me, but they are. Have
1: Mm. you ever read a book called Never Eat Alone?
2: No, I haven't. It's
1: um, a concept all about never... It's like, in theory, never eat alone, so always eat with a friend. So the more connections you keep... The more successful you will be. So the more friendlier, the more taps on the scratches on the back, taps on the back, pat pats, pats. pats. <laughs> <laughs> the more pats on the back. Is that the right terminology? Don't know. That you give the more people you help, the more karma you'll get back to you.
2: Always. You think of like you, you said to me earlier, Abby, didn't you? That I gave compliments. Yes. This yes. Off. I said to you, not you giving me to you? a compliment. That's Steve. normal. <laughs>
0: you, you don't need them. Your ego's big I enough. just
1: interrupted again. <laughs> the
2: right. thing
0: is, Steve, is that you're saying it's normal. It might be normal, but it's not actually that often that people do compliment people. The fact that I men- mentioned it and noticed that you're like that right. says something, right?
2: But it's energy, isn't it? It's energy that you give. Some people walk around, you know, happy Putting Hoover. Yeah. caught it he- Right, I'm going to say happy Hoover. This is the type of thing I work with with kids. So my last ever school assembly, ladies, yes? And mm. I'm sidetracking slightly. Sorry. I was on happy hoovers mm. and happy hairdryers. Oh,
1: drains and radiators. Yes, yeah,
2: so for a bunch of eleven year olds, all year sevens. And I drilled them all year about negativity and, mm. and bad body language and good energy and what good energy was. And I know that's not what the average teacher does, but it's a big passion of mine and, mm. and giving good energy. It's what if, massive.
0: What do you do if you feel that you're giving out negative energy? Because there's definitely been periods in my life where I've actually thought because I'm not very happy with whatever's going on that I'm quite moany how do you pull yourself up on that and stop being moany if that's just what you feel
2: right you know when I was talking earlier about making yourself feel vulnerable Mm. when you're with the right people in your life i.e. secure people Mm. that are not narcissists and don't want to make themselves better than you and don't get fun and fortune out of your bad moments Mm. real people and I've surrounded myself with real people say do you know what Abby I know you're struggling come on Here's how I can help you. And now mm. we will listen or, you know, take you out for lunch or... Yeah. You know, just be kind. Yeah. But real people do that, don't they? And not so real people don't. Not so mm. real people think about themselves.
0: But I feel like there are less real people than real people.
2: Definitely with social media. Yeah. A million percent.
1: What's social media got to do with it?
2: Because I think it's lacking... I think it's a marginal gain to lacking authentic relationships. I mean, I use social media I'm, on Twitter and Instagram, whatever. But um, it's... I'm talking to my mates on Twitter, (laughs) WhatsApp, (laughs) iMessage, text message, Facebook. Like, even me. It can't be as effective as... Seeing them in real life. Yeah, going for a coffee or a pint.
1: Yeah. Doesn't make you as happy.
2: I don't think so, personally.
1: I don't either. But it can definitely
0: make you as miserable because you get a lot of hatred online as well. I wonder who all these people are that are
2: trolling people.
0: You know, you see these negative (laughs) comments... I told you. I know, just,
2: well, we've got to stop this. Like don't don't over it. It free flows. See, when you trust people, the interruption doesn't matter by okay. the way. Yeah?
1: Maybe it's because we know it shouldn't put you yeah. in like
0: a really weird headspace, I do like, sorry.
1: I forgot what I yeah. was gonna interrupt you with now. That. <laughs> that's completely gone. So I had to interrupt Social
2: media trolls. trolls oh
1: yeah, I yeah, screenshot yeah, yeah. all my trolls and them Send them, them to me, which I makes them me hilarious. laugh. We laugh
2: about them. But
0: it's not funny, is it? Like, what? who are these people?
2: Angry people.
0: It worries me, though, <laughs> because I think they're in the world walking around. They're not really just on the internet, are they? Yeah. They're actual people who think that it's acceptable to speak to you like that, but they would never do that in real real
1: life, oh, I don't Oh, they do think. do it in real life. Do they? So I was taking photographs in the street, My a blogger, that's why I do get naked in the street every now and again. I um, loads of people walk past, let's say about ten. So nine out of ten... Most of the little old ladies were like, Oh, darlings, you look lovely. God, what are you doing today? <laughs> and was, ev- most people were like, Oh, you look great, girls. There was one girl that walked past and she was like, Excuse me, get out my way. What are you doing? And we were like, Huh? And I was like, That just shows, like, we're not do- we're doing exactly the same thing. It's, what other pe- it's how other people react. It's to do with them, not what you're doing. It was really insightful.
2: My mum used to say to me all the time, Son, live and let live. Great comment. Isn't that a song? Um, live and let die, the I think.
0: Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: coming to me. Uh, live uh, and let die. Is it
2: the Beatles? James <laughs> Fond. James Fond, yeah. Oh. Is it yeah. the Beatles? I probably. But <laughs> live, probably live. isn't. <laughs> live and let live. <laughs>
1: You've got to. And what's that mean?
2: Well, you live and let other people get on with their own world.
1: Yeah. Just... I almost, um, I find, really weirdly, I get really, comp- I find it, like a compliment when someone's really nasty towards me on into the internet because I feel like hatred only comes from a place of jealousy usually. So like to spark that much anger in someone it's because they're usually jealous. I think on social media that's the case anyway.
2: They're unhappy. So if you go back before jealousy, before jealousy, they're unhappy, aren't they? Yeah. Because they're acting, the jealousy's like the behaviour bit. Mm. before i get jealous i have feelings of jealousy so don't
1: i usually if they say something that's really random say i've got weird elbow-obs. elbows elbows <laughs> someone said that to you no oh. but like just an example <laughs> i always think I they do. probably they probably hate their elbows <laughs> i don't know if it's that basic but that's what i think in my head yeah maybe don't ruin it this is my theory no it's probably job. something
2: just as ridiculous but
1: i have a hate forum on the internet it's like a whole forum where people go to hate me. Yeah,
2: but to I, their detriment. Like, I love it. They must have <laughs> so more weird. to worry about in life, surely. I really It agree. is worrying,
0: isn't it, that that's what someone's hobby is, hating Laura.
2: So linking to all of the trolls that you have, those people respectfully don't have a great relationship with themselves, do they? Um, and so what is emotional intelligence? There's loads of variables to it, but I think that it goes back to self-awareness, a bit of mindfulness, where you're at, how you're feeling, how other people feel how? And
1: always reflecting on what you're doing and who you are every now and again. Always. Because like, even with this podcast, every so, and especially my YouTube channel, like every so often i have a little regroup and think what's working, what's not. And right. you almost need to do that with yourself as well, don't you?
2: All right. So in teaching, we were just simple language, what went well and even better if. So <laughs> that's what we do, it's good, easy.
1: Is there a common factor between all the successful people that you've worked with?
2: Mostly, 80, 20 so 80% um, believe they're going to be successful yeah. and have the toolbox and the competence and confidence to go mm. and smash it. And then some people, 20% are successful and they've been a bit lucky or they haven't got the competence to keep them there. So that's why they're really anxious and really stressed. Okay,
1: two two questions from that. Yeah, mm. Do you think there's, I think that there's a big difference between someone that's, confident and someone that's truly confident yeah and how do you like someone that truly believes that they can do something better than the like if they can do it why can't i and someone being just super confident how do you ingrain that inner confidence if you haven't got it can i use one that's that's the question i was going to
0: ask yeah what do you do if your confidence tank's running empty so
2: let me just give you an apply for i love a metaphor it's easier to then to describe to the So Djokovic, Federer and Nadal have got years and years and years and years and years. Serena Williams, the some women. Are they all yeah. tennis players? Right. Yeah. Yes. They have got years and years of success because they've won things. Yeah. So it's very hard for me to influence someone to be confident or competent, not in a rude way, if they're going out in the first round of Wimbledon every year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when you ask the question about what makes them more confident, success... And when you get success by doing stuff, which is adding value to people's world or winning tennis tournaments or being a great singer and being at Wembley Stadium, mm-hmm. or, that gives you the confidence to go, oh, I'm good at this. Because mm. it's evidence, isn't it? It's not, fake, yes. it's not fake success, is it?
0: Which is why it's hard when you're in like, an artistic sort of... Because in sport, it's sort of Very black clear. and white. You know, if you're the best, you're Win-low. the best, right? Yeah. But in something like artistic, like singing or acting... You can be rejected based on just what you look like Someone's that day or not being choice. quite the right casting type or not knowing the right people. So it's a much harder obstacle to get round, I guess.
2: What is more important, right? Genuine question. To prove yourself mm. or improve yourself? Improve. Improve. Mm, that was a quick answer. So these people that are just one Wimbledon, mm. men and women they've just proved themselves yes so they've proved that they're competent they've done well they've, they've got the gold medal they've mm. won the Olympics um, so people that don't get a job in acting mm. they might already be good enough they might not need to improve themselves because you've just mentioned it's quite subjective yes your face doesn't fit yeah does so that make sense yeah so it might be that therefore it's quite I think that's quite ambiguous I think mm. that's quite grey area yeah you don't look good so you're not getting a job doesn't mean you're not very good at the job just means the person that's leading them is on something that doesn't fit yeah. Same,
1: same for a normal office job as well because sometimes people get hired because they get on better with the boss or so like yeah. it can't, yeah. they don't always Why? get hired because they're the best
0: Ooh, I've got a question Go do you have
1: any tips for anyone
0: who's going into like an interview of like how to stand out that's probably a really hard question to no, be put on right. the spot with I've got
2: loads of answers
0: but yeah like how do you do smash an interview
2: well first and foremost again you're hoping for really a really good interview process mm. so the people that are leading the interview process are not like I call it opinion or fact in the book so they're okay. going from facts like mm. what you've done, like yeah. you know, have you walked the walk? Have you got evidence to say you can do this job? And some people don't monitor that in an interview. They just want like I don't know. They might want someone that's a bit more charismatic that mm. that hasn't got the qualifications. But what I would, the biggest advice I'd give to anybody is is two words: evidence and impact. So instead of going in there blagging it, you just say to whoever you're getting the job off, you go look. You can say what you want, but here's the evidence. Of mm. what I've done, mm. so is it actually concrete evidence? Might be references, it might be data, mm. whatever. And then here's the impact that it had. Mm. And then obviously someone from above talk about manager manager. You're doing that in an interview process, and they're pretty much going to probably say, "Wow, this person's come in there and proven that they can do this yeah.
0: job." What if so, what if you can't really prove it? You know, like sometimes you're starting from day from if the you're bottom level, and you're young. Yeah, you're young. I think then
2: again, or changing your career, just changing yeah, your well, career. Yeah, I've done that twice.
1: When I was at university in the dissertation that we wrote, there was a thing that you had to put what your point was, yeah. then you put the research about the point and then what you found out. And actually, I think that's a really good thing to take into any situation, even a job interview. It's like this is this is what I can bring you, this is who I am. This is ha- this is the research of or like experience and this is like why you need me do you know what I mean like that thought process that's good it's a good tip constantly whatever you do in life I knew there was a reason I went to uni.
2: intelligent people that are not educated and educated people that are not intelligent
1: yeah I think there's loads of people in the education system that it's just pointless you you get all your A's and your tick boxes but then it's actual intelligence is using your tools in your box and applying them to real life whereas people are good at building these tools and then they don't know what to do with them so intelligence should kind.
2: be defined my mate Dr Jake Nash he loves me mentioning his name he's doctor of sociology he tells me all the time he says, he says intelligence should be defined by behaviour nothing else
1: true because you do that with animals <laughs> yeah Think you can see how yeah. clever a dog? My right? yeah. my dog's wired completely wrong. He's, bless him, he's <laughs> not intelligent. Call? He's called Oscar. He's just bizarre.
2: Yeah. Oh, oh, not intelligent. Him. If
1: someone is in work and really not getting ahead, and is like feels like they're just stuck in a rut, and like they just feel like they've been in the same place for a long time, and they've tried all options, or well, they do believe
0: su- they've tried all options. Yeah,
1: what would you suggest?
2: What, in that current job?
1: Because I'm not saying they've done something wrong, but they are doing something wrong for them. So yeah. how would they change their mindset, right. I guess?
2: So there's a guy called Simon Sinek, that's an American sort of leadership guru. Um, not in a rude way, he's a bit American, but he's, he's <laughs> no, his message is really good. <laughs> and he talks about people's why. So basically, why are you getting up every day to do what you're effing doing, right? Yeah. So I would start with that. What, what is your why? So my why is very simple. I'll write that about that in the book. Yeah. Is that my why is I love helping people. Yeah. Genuinely. So question, what's your why, Abby? My why? Yeah, for doing what you do.
0: I do loads of different things.
2: But for doing this podcast, let's say, what's your why?
0: I like to learn for myself but I like to teach other people okay. and I like entertaining people and also helping people like you said
2: but so linking to the question about people I would always sew that at them so people come to see Find me for, for mentoring one to one support and I'm working with a couple of female business leaders at the moment she said she's not sure she wants to carry on she's an executive at a bank and I just said to her look what is your why why are you doing this and she actually just said to me I don't know she said I've been doing it for so long it's
1: nothing worse than not knowing that why yeah, it's horrible Yeah, so not be... having purpose it's really bad
2: I think that would be the first thing that I'll...
0: What if your check. why is because I need to pay my rent?
2: Well, loads of people live like that, don't they?
0: Because I do a little bit. Not for this, not for yeah. one of my jobs, but yeah. for the other job, it's my most lucrative lucrative stream of like income source. Like It's my yeah. best income source. Hate it, but until the others take off, I have to continue doing yeah. it. That's how I feel. What about there's, that?
1: There's a quote that I love, and it's, it's something that goes like, don't work eight hours a day to achieve someone else's goal so don't go to work without
0: don't go to i know what you're trying to say (laughs)
1: don't work eight hours a day to achieve someone else's goal without working on your own yeah Yeah. but i feel
0: like i do do that
1: yeah like i'm balancing it and one day it will change
0: yeah because my main goal is to stop massaging people but there's a lot of, I, I well. think there's a
1: lot of people that go to work and then think they don't have time but if you think you get home at 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, you have a full day's work in after hours yeah.
2: well there are three thirds so we work for a third of our life we sleep for a third of our life and we have that third to do what we want so it's making sure I suppose that we don't have our whole, whole life you know, edging over two thirds into work
1: yeah. Mm. when I was in this office I keep referring to this office job I hated it and it was the lowest point in my life and I came home every day and worked for six hours mm. solid on my blog and my YouTube so I was working like 12, 13 hour days if not longer eight, what's eight plus six Laura can't do maths 8, 9, 10, 9, 12, 13, 14.
2: <laughs> and it was. Also- <laughs> I can't count. can't count that either. A tough one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: 8 plus 6.
2: God.
1: 9, yeah. 10.
2: couple of uni girls opposite <laughs> I me. I got here. full
0: maths. Oh, I never <laughs> went to uni. I no. got I'm allowed to in be maths stupid. I'm allowed to be stupid. You just
1: don't need them numbers anymore. I
0: hate maths questions. I always just panic. But With any maths. I'm just
1: like. <gasps> I feel like. Mm. If I hadn't put that work in, that solid amount of time, I would never have achieved doing what I love every day. So I think, I don't know, I'm answering my own question. No, you are, <laughs> Sometimes when you're stuck in a rut, you have to work extra hard to get out of it.
2: So people talk about sacrifice. I would
1: Sacrifice. No,
2: but I would lo- you'll like this more investment. Yeah, that's and true, I, actually. And I did my, again, I'm not being an eye specialist here. This is just my journey, mm-hmm. <laughs> telling you. I did a master's with a full-time job as a vice principal. Killed me. Yeah. So three and a half years. Uh, How I got through it, never know. But that did bring me to tears a couple of times. through stress. And then I wrote a book for five years.
1: Yeah. The most common thing... I always... I'm really interested in successful people. One of the reasons I like doing this podcast, I always try and quiz them how they do it. And one of the common things is they've all got a moment in their life, like what you've just said, where they've... like invested or sacrificed like worked solidly like no one gets there out of just luck and I think if someone does think they've luckily got somewhere if they looked into it they've probably done something where they've worked really hard at something to get there
0: so one of my favorite bits in your book was the bit where you identify different types of dickheads yes could you run through those dickheads and like how are you meant to deal with such dickheads Um. in your life
2: well, there's a certain type of, basically the term dickheads was stolen from the All Blacks, the rugby sort of institution. And they, they've got a, a policy called no dickheads in the building. Mm. So no staff, no players, no one acts like a dickhead in this dysfunction.
1: won that from a front door. Yeah. <laughs> That's dying.
2: Yeah. So they talk about that. And if I'm honest, I'm going to have to try and recite all of this because I haven't read my book in like a year and a half. So oh but no I do I do remember talking about passive dickheads yeah so these are the people that will sell you down the river at work so we know we talked about group dynamics earlier yeah. they're the people that will literally when you're not in the room they'll sell you down the river so they'll what say what you mean to
0: bitch about you blame
2: culture or wasn't me I didn't do it you know and when they did do it they'll completely stitch you up oh. whereas a real colleague just goes yeah my bad my error no yeah problem. yeah 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 and then you look at your colleague and go wow proper person proper leader um, so I again I'm only, we're only defined by our own experiences in the world aren't we Yeah. and I've been defined by loads of great leadership I worked under 11 head teachers 8 of them were rubbish and 3 of them were X factor good and the 3 that were good always as the head as the number one person said I got that wrong yeah so they modelled, so it's they really modelled. important for people to admit when they model make mistakes it. you've got to model it
1: to acknowledge when you're wrong and then improve on it yes to try and make it better
2: if someone says to you sorry my bad I got that wrong how do you feel alright <laughs> yeah how do you feel
0: fine about it yeah
2: exactly but most people but when they lie that, you're like yeah exactly I know you did it wrong I knew you did it yeah. Yeah. yeah so the passive dickheads are the ones that say it to your face but behind your back are just going to absolutely stitch you right mm. so they're dangerous ones and then and there's the people in the workplace that like you know, like the David Brent type character like, that tell loads of jokes, but then like they're not really very funny. Oh, my and God. Just, and, and laugh at their own jokes. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. she's off.
1: She's off. Yeah,
2: like Laura. Just cracks up at her own jokes. I gags. make
1: great tea, though, in, yeah. the, in an office. Yeah, that'd be good. Crack and cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. Every, like, ten minutes, I put the That's kettle good. on. I'm really great.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> if you want to hire me. So dickheads is what it is on the tin, really. Yeah. Just don't be dysfunctional in the workplace.
0: So your dad has some advice for the youth of today, doesn't he? What advice is that?
2: <laughs> my dad has loads of advice. But in
0: your book, there's this piece of juicy advice oh, that your dad God. gives. Do you remember it? Oh, I can't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my dad gives, it might be my brother oh. or, I mean, I've got lots of stories in my book. Yeah, like, this is your
0: gonna
1: dad. I'm going to go home and read your book. Can I borrow it? Yeah.
2: Right. can I just put this? This is not plugging the book, but it is. The beautiful thing about my book is that no one reads these days. So there's mm. 39 chapters, which mm. takes about five minutes to read every chapter. Mm.
0: Do you know what I liked as well? Go on. Is the fact that you can definitely dip in and out of that book. Yes. It's not like, oh, I've got to sit and read this no. book. So you, it's how you've broken it down is very smart.
2: Thank you. Six sections. Yeah. Teaching section, leadership section.
1: And what do people get out of your book, take from
2: I've it? Had, I've had loads of mums email me, mm. sporting mothers, and said, Thank you. Wow, it's really enabled me to be a better sporting mother. Um, I've got a story in there actually from a from a woman that writes uh, a chapter about her cricket son and her tennis son and how the demands are so hard for for a mum who's um, single and travelling around the country trying to help her two boys succeed. Um, so I've got yeah, I've got some different stuff in there. It's not I put basically I've said this I put football on the title to sell copies and I've sold lots it's in Waterstones and I so it's not
1: re- is it to do with sports
2: yes it's to do with youth elite athletes and how we create greatness but it's also based on leadership about how the people that are leading youth athletes so create
1: so And mum's perspective they're the leader right
2: yes yeah parenting how we can parent better how we can coach better and you
1: manage your team
2: yeah your little team yeah, of that, humans that. so I've got things like challenging I've got loads of questions and answers because I haven't got all the answers mm. so I've got uh, one of the things is about you could use this for adults right high in talent and high in commitment and people that are high in talent and low in commitment how simple is that so people that are really talented but lazy sods Mm -hmm. and then people that are like really talented and really skilled and they go and be successful and then there's people that work really hard but haven't really got the talent
1: Mm. thank you for giving us some insight to being more self-aware which i'm definitely gonna do
2: Do you know what? The interrupting thing, remember, if you got a mate, it doesn't matter.
1: Thanks for listening to Grown Up Again this week. For those of you who haven't subscribed, please do hit that button.
0: We'd also like to hear a bit more feedback and rack up some more of those fabulous five-star reviews. Thanks to everyone who's already dropped us a five-star review. We yes. super appreciate that.
1: You plugged that. I just interrupted you. <laughs> we'd like to thank everyone who has reviewed us so far it makes us so happy to know you're listening and enjoying the show if you do have a podcast topic that you'd want us to cover do mention it in the comments and also our Instagram is at up official and we'll see you next week Bye-bye. bye bye